Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Box Score Sports Podcast. I am your host, Alex Phillips, joined by my co-host, Bradley Betke. What's up? Today we're going to be talking about what this show is, what we want to do with it moving forward, and then we're going to dive right into the NFL with the obvious news of Andrew Luck retiring. Uh, you got Lamar Miller getting injured and what it means for Houston moving forward, along with all the other injuries we've seen so far throughout this preseason and what we want to see done with it moving forward. And then we're going to talk a little bit, picks and predictions, awards, things like that. Josh Jacobs and AB in Oakland. And what the hell is going on with Zeke and Melvin Gordon? Then we're going to hop into some Patrick Mahomes. Can he do it again? We'll see. And some college football to round it off. But before we get into all that, we got to thank our sponsor, On the Dunes Sports, for allowing us to have the space to do such a thing and making this really possible. We really appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. So with that being said, let's just hop right into it. And here we go. all right guys welcome to box score sports i am brad betke and co-host here alex phillips how you guys doing all right, real quick, we're going to dive in, just do a quick little introduction. Who are we, why are we here, and what do we want out of this? I'll start it off. Like I said, I'm Brad Betke. I am a third-year college student over at Spex Howard School of Media Arts studying sports broadcasting, and I actually met Alex through work. Um, we both work here at On the Dunes, um, and we've just been kind of itching to do a little little podcast here for some sports talk and here we are alex tell the people about yourself yeah i'm kind of with brad on that one uh i'm currently a student at wayne state university going for information systems management uh i don't even know what it means that's why i couldn't say it so uh but we're here i've wanted to do a podcast for quite some time now i met brad a few months back through work obviously like he just said uh and we were on the same wavelength kind of wanted to had the same passion for sports and wanted to get things done so we kind of decided hey why not let's start a podcast let's give it a shot so uh him and i like he said we're both interested in sports we have a passion for it and uh we want to see where this goes yeah i mean couldn't have said it better so let's dive right into the nfl andrew luck what the fuck right yeah, that's, I mean, that's exactly what I said when I said I retired. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, I, <laughs> it blew my fucking mind. Yeah. I mean, there, there hasn't been anything like it since Barry. I mean, it, at least, uh, I mean, maybe Kelvin. That was to say, you could, argue, John, Barry uh, you could argue Calvin Johnson, but I mean, still, he got at least 10 seasons in yeah. and still broke records, right. you know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Andrew, Andrew Luck has I mean, the potential to be, or had, excuse me, the potential to I, be a damn good quarterback, and he proved it. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, he showed that he could be. Yeah, I mean, better than our quarterback here in Detroit, 4-4 yeah, four four in the playoffs. <laughs> I won every single first-round game he's been in. But, I mean, beyond that, I think uh, I think there's a chance he comes back in a couple of years. I know a lot of it was personal, and right. I, I know he took a toll on his body in the last couple of years. Uh, 
But there was actually a report that came out that said uh, he had actually came out and said that the year off he was out of football in 2017 actually saved his marriage. So I think that had a lot to do with it. Um, I think he's just looking out for his family and his own his own self. I guess there's nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day, I mean, us as football fans, our first instinct's going to be, "What the fuck, man? You're right. You're good and, ass you know, you got a. <laughs> I'm sure you got a lot of Colts fans out there that are not happy. I know. I actually read something the other day or. Yesterday actually was um, yeah. saying that a lot of Colts fans are canceling or asking for refunds for their season Oof. tickets subscriptions. Now, now I feel like that's a little bit of an overreaction. Yeah. Uh, I mean, your knee jerk reaction in that situation is obviously, oh shit, we're fucked. But if you really look at this team and what they have still, uh, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think they can still be a playoff team or at least be in the hunt with Jacoby Brissett. Uh, just overall, the team has turned a turned a corner since he came back last year with the draft, and uh, Chris Ballard's really killed it as far as drafting and picking up free agents the last couple of years. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, we did see what a full year of Jacoby Brissett would look like um, in 2017, I believe. Yeah. Um, I don't hate it. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, just looking back at 2017, he played in all 16 games. They went four and 11. They didn't have a great year. Uh, 58.8 percent completion percentage, 3,098 yards, 13 touchdowns, seven interceptions, held an 81.7 QBR. And on top of that, he had four touchdowns rushing, 260 yards total. I mean, he he had a good year, and that's before they even upgraded their uh, offensive line since then. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're talking about a guy who played under Tom Brady, you know, right. um, when he was first drafted in yeah. 16. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's a large expectation to live up to. You know, he only played one full season. Yes, they went 4-11. and 11, But you look at the guy's numbers, it's clear that he's capable of yeah. and I being think a starting NFL quarterback. As an indie fan, like, like I said, it's a knee-jerk reaction. But if you look at 2017 and then going into 2018, look at their draft alone in the first – with their first three picks, they pick up Quentin Nelson at guard from Notre Dame. He turned into a Pro Bowler his rookie year. You got Brandon Smith, guard from Auburn, switched to tackle. Like They've killed it, and they've drafted linemen, and that was a big focus was protecting Luck once he came back. I mean, the team has gotten better, and they still got weapons like Eric Ebron, T.Y. Hilton, Paris Campbell once he comes off injury reserve. or I'm sorry, not injury reserve, but once he comes back, Jack Doyle, Marlon Mack. I mean, the team is still in pretty good shape. Right. Yeah, without a doubt. And I was just about to say, and on top of that, their defense is still a right. pretty dominant, you I know, mean, situation. They you, also that same draft you mentioned, they also grabbed uh, Darius Leonard, yep. the Darius linebacker Leonard. out of South Carolina South State. Carolina yep. State. You know, and he, and he even he up, he killed you know, it. He killed it. Yeah. You know, he was up there for one of the top defensive rookies. Yeah, I think he was up there. I mean, I know his first year he had seven sacks and two interceptions. I mean that if he can come out and make an impact like that in the second round, I mean, you're a baller. Oh, of course. Yeah, without a doubt. Definitely. So, I mean, and, I mean, adding on to that defense, this year they were a lot more focused with that. They picked up Rocky Sin. You got uh, uh, that linebacker out of TCU. You got the other linebacker out of Stanford. You got uh, the safety, Karee Willis, out of MSU. Like, they, they focused a lot on defense this year. Yeah, and, I mean, if you look back, that was something that kind of killed them, you know. In the especially in the year with Jacoby um, when right. he started for them, um, it was just something that kind of slowed him down a little bit, and it showed. You know, the yeah. other teams were just running up the yeah, numbers I mean, on the, him. So it's gotten a lot better since then. I mean, I have another oh, little yeah. stat here. Since so when Jacoby was playing, he had 56 sacks against him in 2017. The following year, they only had 18 sacks the entire year. A lot. So that just, I mean, that speaks to that O line and how much better it's gotten oh, since yeah. Andrew Luck came back and then inevitably retired. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's very clear that uh, – What's the GM's name again? Uh, Chris Ballard. Chris Ballard that really focused on protecting the QB, whether it be Andrew Luck, Jacoby Brissett. Right. You never know. I think they're in a good spot. They still got weapons. Uh, they, their defense is obviously still up there. You got a bunch of young blood in there. I mean, they're still on track. I think they could still win the North. Or I'm sorry, not the North. Excuse me. The South. Oh, go ahead. Um, I mean, yeah. I, at the end of the day, don't count them out. Indy's still yeah. got a good football Indy's team. Indy's still there. I mean, we'll touch on that a little bit more once we get into the divisional picks. But, I mean, overall, yes, Andrew Luck's retirement, fucking crazy. Shocker mm-hmm. to everybody. Uh, it, no one saw it coming. Nobody. I don't even think Indy saw it coming. But, you know what, I think at the end of the day, Indy's still in a pretty good spot moving forward. Yeah. So. And, you know, while it did blow my mind, I wasn't really upset. You know, I get it. They're, you know, football players have a life outside of the sport. Right. So, right. you know, I respect Andrew Luck as a person. I know he was probably one of the most, based on, you know, the mic'd ups that I uh, heard about, you know, oh, good tackle, man. Good right. tackle yeah. every time he, he got tackled. Known for that. One he of the was... nicest QBs, at least, yeah. from what we've yeah, seen. Yeah, I mean, you, you wonder know. now, like, looking back at that, do you think he regrets saying, hey, like, good tackle for yeah, right. me, hurting me? Right. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, shit. If, if, I don't know how much physical I had to go into it. He said a lot of it was draining on his mind. So, yeah, I guess. Was, uh, I mean, worn again, out at mentally. the end of the day, it's a personal decision. So, yeah. you can't hate the guy for it. So. All right, well, on top of that, we're going to jump into the Houston situation with Lamar yeah, Miller tearing his ACL. Yeah. I uh, I mean, it, you never really know, you know, because they do have a handful of backs that, you know, I mean, honestly, I see some, some, I see some hope guys, there. Yeah. I see some hope there, you know. Yeah. Lamar Miller wasn't anything special. You know, he was a pretty decent back. He was. I wouldn't put him in my radar. Yeah, like, I mean, that's and that's guy. okay though because when you got a you know a receiving core like you do, you know, with DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, right. and then a quarterback like Deshaun Watson who himself likes to run the ball every once in a while. Right. Um, you know, Lamar Miller didn't have too much on his back, but now we got a few other names. Yeah. Um, you got with Duke some Johnson stuff on their back. Them. Yeah, I mean, you got Karan Higdon. You got. Uh, the two other guys you mentioned earlier. Yeah, Demarie Crockett earlier. and uh, Greg Buddy Howell. Yeah, yeah. That, I don't know much about the last two. Um, and in regards to uh, Karan Higdon, I, I mean, I haven't seen much out of him this preseason. His numbers at Michigan were pretty good. I think you have those. But, I, I mean, from what I've seen so far in this preseason, he needs more production before he's – got a lock on that team like now that Lamar Miller's gone someone's got to step up whether it be Duke Johnson whether it be Karan Higdon whether it be the other two guys you mentioned there but the what's what's his name again buddy buddy Howell. buddy Howell. that's a good name <laughs> <laughs> like buddy Holly from Weezer yeah 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 no um if you ask me other than Duke Johnson um Karan Higdon based on his college numbers is what sticks out to me you know I know he did go undrafted you know because I know he didn't show out at the combine too well right but I mean if you look at his college numbers I mean his senior his senior season finished with almost 1200 yards rushing alone and over 1200 um scrimmage you know so I mean, I don't know. You know, he's a good guy. Obviously, being a Michigan fan, I paid close attention. I really did enjoy him yeah, we there. Get to see him more than most. Yeah, I, I definitely liked him a lot. He did play all four years for Michigan. Not too much his freshman year, but his role definitely increased as he went. But I mean, it, it's hard, you know, because then you got Duke Johnson coming out of Cleveland, right. you know, who 
most of his career, he was an iffy guy. You never yeah. really knew what you were going to get out of him. Yeah, I mean, regarding Duke, I think uh, just looking back from the last four years he's been in the league, you can see that the more of a workload he had just from listing his stats. I mean, you got 104 attempts in 2015 for 379 yards. Not that great. So he had a high workload there, but it, the further into his career, last year, 40 attempts for 201 yards, that's five yards a carry. It's, it's a pretty big increase. It's incrementally got bigger with less attempts. So, But that doesn't take away that he's a threat from the back, out of the backfield. I mean, the dude's averaged through his career 9.2 yards per reception. The dude's got potential. It's just a matter of unlocking that potential. And I know we mentioned it before. I think Duke Johnson just doesn't have that pressure anymore ever since, I mean, when Cleveland got picked up Nick Chubb I'm sure uh, Duke Johnson wasn't feeling so hot about himself anymore and now that he's there yeah he was going to take Lamar Miller's spot but now he's kind of like okay this is my spot to take now he's just got to step up and prove himself I remember I was actually reading an article off of uh, Bleacher Report it mentioned that he had never averaged in his four seasons the last four seasons he hasn't averaged anything less than um, at least 50 receptions a season um, and never had anything less than 400 receiving yards a season. I mean, I mean, with a back who doesn't have too much responsibility, you know, like I was saying before, how Deshaun Watson, um, DeAndre, and even Will Fuller are going to take most of the responsibility right. out of uh, Houston's offense, you know, you don't necessarily need a back who can just carry a team. You know right. what I mean? Um, I just think that the rest of the offense can do more. I think Duke Johnson is a good fit for Houston here. Yeah, I mean, I could see it. I, th- I think it would have been a better fit having Lamar Miller there too. Uh, it's yeah. it's a matter of how they can adapt, you know. Um, and in contrast to what you said regarding less, uh, he's never had less than 400 yards receiving, in contrast to that, he's never had 400 yards rushing. So that'll be interesting to see uh, whether he can do it or not moving forward. I mean, the pressure's on for him, and maybe one of those young new guys can take over for him. Who, I mean, who knows? Right. So, you know, taking the idea of injuries there, we're going to move on to the abundance of just the amount of injuries this preseason. It just seems there's more this year than there really has been Yeah, I feel like this time. is a topic we, we probably, as fans, look at every single year. Not even just fans. The league's starting to pay a little bit more attention. Teams are starting to pay a little bit more attention as far as yeah, I mean, you're not seeing starters play as often in the preseason. Some starters don't play at all during the preseason. I mean, some notable notable injuries so far this year. You got Michael Bennett out. You got Cole Beasley, Cam Newton, Trey Burton. I mean, the list goes on in regards to who's injured and what's going on with that. I mean, mind you, some of those are from last year just recovering. But the fact that these keep happening every year and essentially pointless games other than for the newcomers that are just looking for a spot on the team. Well, yeah, and then you look locally, you know, for the Detroit right. Lions, you got Jared, Jared Davis, Davis and Frank Ragnall yep. both getting hurt in the same game. You know, Not you to got mention Jermaine Curse in the first yeah, game. Yeah, breaking right? his leg in the first preseason <laughs> right. game. Ridiculous. It was in the first few minutes, for what I know. Uh, yeah, you know, it wasn't far into the game. He only had two, three snaps and just broke his leg. I mean, it's, he had more snaps in his leg than he had in the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. Like, come on, I feel bad for the guy. And the problem is we signed him to only a one-year deal, so we're not going to get anything out of that guy no, this year. No, it's unfortunate. and yep. I mean, I'd hate to say it, but that could put the nail in the coffin in regards to his career. I mean, I don't – who knows? He could go somewhere. We could re-sign him another year, but I just don't see it. He hasn't made much noise since leaving Seattle. And that injury, I mean – Breaking a leg is a pretty serious injury in regards to football, especially. Right. Yeah, no, when he was in uh, New York with the Jets, I believe, he didn't do too much. You know, he was a number two under Robbie Anderson. But, 
you know, you know, you heard his name once or twice throughout the season, and he never really had a significant role. And that really had, was kind of gonna, um, what was going to happen here in Detroit. You know, he wasn't going to be a big guy. It was just going to be depth. You know, add some depth. But let me tell you an injury that kind of blew my mind and a result to that injury was actually with the, the A.J. Green situation. Yeah. Um, I actually have an article here um, on NBC Sports. An undrafted free agent rookie named Damian Willis is going to replace A.J. Green on the Bengals. Yeah, that's shocking to me. I mean, I, you don't hear that often. There's a few undrafted free agents. You look back in history and you're like, oh, those guys turned out pretty good. Mark Ingram being the first name that pops to my head. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, whether it works out or not, I don't know. It's just A.J. Green, I, I think you and I can both agree, is one of the probably, I could say top 10 to be safe, but probably a top five receiver in the league today. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about a guy who is probably going to be in the Hall of Fame by the end of his career. Yeah, you know. Definitely. And it's the thing that throws me off is you still got Tyler Boyd at receiver. You know, John Ross, yes, he's injured right now as well, right. but he's not going to be out for as long as AJ is. Yeah. Um, I mean, where, where you know, forget the options you already have on your team. You go and sign somebody that's off the street, didn't even get drafted, right. you know. I, I don't I mean, know. That's I don't a great storyline, though. Maybe the guy turns out to be great. I mean, I, I'm rooting for him based off of that. I don't know much about him, but mm-hmm. if, if he comes in and kicks some ass in the league, hey, there's well, another guy. I mean, we've seen what happens to undrafted you know, guys. You look at the story with um, Giuseppe over in Cleveland, You know, yeah. the punt return. I mean, you I really never game. know. You well, really I mean, never know what's going to happen. But, yeah, yeah. You, re- you really never know what you're going to get out of players. I mean, I guess it's just we'll sit back and we'll – Right. See what happens. It, you know, it's, you hard really to, know. it's hard to guess what you're going to see next, but I mean, that's definitely an interesting, uh, interesting bit there. I mean, the fact that someone can go undrafted, unnoticed completely by 32 teams through that many rounds, and just say, oh, that guy's not worth a damn," and then right. get signed to Cincinnati and just be number one guy all of a sudden. Yeah, just I mean, because that's AJ. Ridiculous. I mean, understanding. I, I wonder where he would have been if AJ was healthy this entire time. Would he been the second option? Would he have gone to the slot like Boyd would he have has? even been signed? Right. I, I mean, th- that's a good question too. I mean. This guy came out of nowhere. Do you literally? I, I'm not. Even I know sure. nothing about this right. guy. I've it's never heard his name. Where did I mean, he play college at? That's a great question. I mean, I'm I'm pulling it up here. I got the article. Some homeless guy um, in Cincinnati. No, I'm trying to find it here. It's not a very long article. You know, oh, it's really you. the article's more so about him. Um, just replacing AJ yeah. Green. It's just I just think that's mind blowing. We're talking about like I said, a guy who could possibly even go to the Hall of Fame, yeah. being replaced. Not necessarily replaced, yeah. but temporarily temporarily replaced. replaced by an undrafted guy off the streets. Yeah, basically, that, that, that you and I don't even know his name. I mean, it's crazy that that can happen. But hey, who knows? I mean, AJ Green's kind of had injuries the last couple of years. I feel like he's been battling injuries and all that stuff. So. Whether whether this turns into something great, maybe this becomes a household name by the end of the year. I'm not a big believer in Cincinnati for other reasons, but again, we'll touch on that later when we start getting into divisional picks. But um, I just I I don't see it going. I mean, we'll see, we'll see. I, yeah, I mean, it's knows. definitely a very cool story, and I hope I hope it says uh, here he, he went to well. Troy University. Troy University, not a very big okay. one, you know, and he no, didn't even have much there. Um, his last season, he only had 876 receiving yards. Really? Off of uh, 56 receptions. But, I mean, he averaged 15 and a half yards of yeah. catch. I mean, you know, average. Zach Taylor might have seen something in him that said, hey, uh, this is our guy. This is the guy who's going to take over. And, I mean, I'm – I'm not a big believer in – I don't want to stray too far off topic, but Zach Taylor is obviously one of McVay's uh, disciples, if you mm-hmm. if you want to say. Uh, so maybe he sees something in him that 
nobody else sees and is like maybe he's a guru like everybody hopes he is in Cincinnati yeah. at least. And well, speaking of that, the inj- all these injuries bring up the topic of you know what is the point of the preseason? You know, I know there's been talk of possibly shorting it down to two games and extending the playoff pool. Right. I mean, wh- where do you see this going? I honestly, I don't know. Like I said at the beginning of this, I I think more and more people from the league are paying attention. Players are paying attention. Teams are paying attention. Uh, the fans have been saying it for a while now. I feel like the last few years, people have more and more have been like, "Hey, we need to stop this shit." Especially when you see a superstar go down. Not necessarily superstar in Lamar Miller, but when you see someone who's very uh, valuable to a team and lose their entire season, well, I mean, what? I just don't see why you wouldn't address that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why not shorten it? Why not get rid of it entirely? I mean, I'm a f- in favor of more football, but when it comes to pointless games, I'm not. I don't really want to see guys get hurt, especially when you see a guy like Jared Davis. That could have been a lot worse than it is, but we're still missing our linebacker now. So. And that's just from a fan's perspective. So I, I think they need to address something, whether it be shortened, get rid of entirely. They need to do something moving forward. Yeah. I mean, I think it at least needs to be addressed, you know, yeah. just understanding that, you know, even putting starters in these games for one play, you never know what could happen. I mean, like we were mentioning, Jermaine Curse played barely any snaps, broke his leg, done for a season. Right. You know, it's just crazy how that can happen. Um, I think they'll at least you know, make a note of it, you know, it's probably going to take some time, yeah. you know, it's something we're not going to hear about for quite, quite a while. So yeah, I mean, it, it, it probably in the back take a few years knowing, especially knowing the NFL, they're pretty slow on fixing mistakes they may have made in the past. Yeah. Uh, Thinking I mean, about the NFC with, uh, yeah. New Orleans and yeah. the pass interference, which yeah. should have been ruled didn't get released until they're very reactionary instead of proactive and yeah. solving their problems. Right. They they don't they don't really look ahead too much. I mean that, that's not a jab at the NFL. I'll still watch them, but oh yeah, there's definitely uh, there's definitely things they need to work on in that regard. All right, well we're gonna take a quick break here and get a few words from our sponsor. I'm gonna just talk a little bit about On the Dune Sports here. Um, just some things to know. It's a great family fun place to be. You know, we got the sports facility, you got the bar, the restaurant, good food. And you can come here and really do whatever you want. You know, you can just come with a few friends, you can come with your family, you can set up a corporate event, really anything. I mean, you know, you got 10 high definition golf simulators, you know, 10 outdoor sand volleyball courts. You got what, 13 football bowling lanes, a baseball turf, dodgeball area, and just recently constructed some axe throwing. So take, you know, check them out on the dunesports.com or even give them a call for some information, 248-313-9713. And just check them out, man. It's a great place to be. Doesn't matter who you're with. But all right, jumping right back in, we're going to go into some predictions here. Let's talk awards. awards. Uh, offensive Rookie of the Year, what you got for me? Offensive Rookie of the Year. Now, this, this is tough for me. Um, I think I know who you're going to pick in that regard. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I don't see a quarterback winning this year, but I'll let you talk about that. I'm going to make gonna, a little surprise pick here. Okay. I'm going to follow the hype. Yeah. Um, I see Kyler Murray putting up just enough to get there, I'm not, I don't see him, you know, having a blowout, outstanding season. Right. You know, he's, you don't see a Patrick Mahomes season from. 
<laughs> no, you I do not. 50, 50 touchdowns, 5,000. No, I do not. Oh, okay. I'm just making sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> not with that depleted O line. I no, you. no yeah. way. Okay. Um, I think he's capable of, you know, adapting to that. Right. But, I mean, I just can't see anybody else yeah. taking I, his place there. And that's not too far off. It, obviously, Vegas has him as number one odd, odds in that favor for a reason. Uh, I do see him having a pretty good career. At least I hope I do. I mean, I'm not even going to lie. If the Lions were in the first pick overall, I, I would have wanted him too. But of course. W- without getting too off topic, my pick would have been uh, Miles Sanders. And I'm going to stick with the four of the last six years being a running back for uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year. I just not many people are mentioning Miles Sanders right now. You got Saquon Barkley. This guy played with him almost all through his career before he came. He's got the same elusiveness. He's got the same breakaway speed. He can do essentially everything. Now, with that being said, you obviously do have uh, Jordan Howard to split the workload with. Yeah, He's got to work his way into it. But I could really see Doug Peterson making some moves with that guy and making him do some things on the field that not many people are talking about. I I really like him for offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, I mean, I hear you there because... Jordan Howard, yeah, he's capable. He's a very capable back. You know, we saw yeah. what he was capable of two years ago in Chicago. But Miles Sanders could step up and just absolutely blow right. hair out the window. I mean, you never know. Yeah. So I'm very excited for both. I mean, they both have beyond little potential. Yeah. So I mean, we'll yeah, see. They have potential for sure. I, I just uh, and I think I, I when I see Miles Sanders, my first thought goes to Barry Sanders. I don't. I mean, it's his last name, but I don't even think there's a relation there. But I'm like, yeah, that guy could be something but um i just like philly this year and i think they could use that guy properly and make it work out we'll see what peterson does so who do you got for uh defensive defensive rookie of the year without question quinnon williams i will not put it up for debate he is my guy (laughs) is that just you got any reason for that i just love the man i love the way he does things i love the way he carries himself he knows he's good at football there's a difference between playing good and knowing you're good yeah you know what i mean and you know he has fun with it you know i remember there was an interview i forgot who was with him but he was doing an interview on the sideline at training camps and was like there'll be times where i I forget I'm even getting paid to do this. Right. I enjoy it so he much. He loves the game. He loves sure. the game. And the man is talented without a doubt. Yeah. He and I have been will say so with early. that, I mean, I like I liked his attitude when he got drafted, when they did that the post-draft interview or whatever it was. I, I did like him. He came up smiling, swaggered out, like oh, ready yes. to play. Like he was hyped up. I think, I mean, it's not a bad pick. It's not a bad pick at all. But who you got? My guy's Josh Allen out of Kentucky. I just... I think he's going to strike fear into teams like Khalil Mack did last year and like Khalil Mack's going to do again this okay. year. It just, I think he's going to be a game changer, whether that might be just bias from seeing him play a little bit this year, but I think he's going to make a lot of noise. If it wasn't him, I would go Devin Bush because I really like him fitting into uh, Pittsburgh's scheme. Um, go blue. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Josh Allen, I mean, I'm, I'm, I want to root for Josh Allen. I want to see him do it, but uh That'd be the first defensive end winning it since Von Miller in 2011. So chances of that happening, we'll see. But I really do like him as a player. Hey, I don't hate it. I just, Quinn Williams is my boy. Yeah, yeah. Now let's take a slide over to the larger roles. MVP, what you got? MVP, this might surprise you here. It it, it might, it kind of, 
I'm kind of throwing it out there just to see. But I like Baker Mayfield this year. I Baker think he's going to have a Mayfield. big year. Yeah, man. Really? I think he's got a stacked offense. He's going to have a big year. I think he's got a good relationship with Freddie Kitchens. The dude has a team around him, not just offensively, but defensively, wow. too. Uh, and then they just remind me of the Rams last year. They're stacked. They're ready to go. I think they have a lot of good energy around them. It's just a matter of if they can put it all together this year. I wasn't ready for that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm going to go follow the hype again and say Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I, that guy can play football, man. I don't know how you can see what he did last season. And tell me that he can't do it again. Yeah, no, I, he's I, plenty capable, we'll, we'll and he's proved that. Later, but I, got, I <laughs> we'll mean, look, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to shoot down Mahomes. I think he's going to have a great year, great career overall. I mean, any guy that can come out and play like, play like Breeze or play like Brady or play like, uh, play like, pff, who else? Manning also got those records. Um, I don't see him happening. I don't see it happening. You think he's going to do 50 touchdowns? 5,000 yards, back-to-back. I'm going to tell you right now. If you were to ask me, 45 over under, I'm going to say over. I'm not – I don't know about 50, all right? But I will say 45 or more. And I say 5,000 yards is going to happen. I think he does it. You still got Tyreek Hill, the cheetah himself. Yeah. And you still got Travis Kelsey, the best damn tight end in the league right now. Look, I could see now. I could see five thousand. There's only one other quarterback that's gotten multiple five thousand yard years, and that's Drew Brees. Other than that, there's been no quarterback. And not to mention that, that real quick before we go on too far, did you realize Big Ben got five thousand yards last year? I had no idea. Yeah. He got five thousand. He was second leading in yards passing. So that shows you that it's not. But it's, it's, it's not, not something impossible. out of pocket. Yeah, no. Believe me, it's, right. I don't. I'm not disregarding the fact that it could happen. But my fifty touchdown argument here. There's only been three quarterbacks that have done that ever, and Mahomes is a third. You got Brady and Manning. You're telling me his second year into the league, whether he has Tyreek Hill or Kelsey or whoever the fuck, he's gonna come back in here and just throw fifty touchdowns again. Okay, let me ask you this. You mentioned Brady and Manning. Did they do it as a rookie? No. Mahomes no, did. As a rookie. Mahomes did. Yeah, that's true. Why I mean, can't I, he do it again? I he just, can do it again. It, hell, Manning didn't even do it until his second to last year in the league. So This is what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about a dude who entered the league and just dominated. Yeah. Just well, absolutely. Actually, can't, can you call last year's rookie year? He did have like, what, 20 attempts in the year before? He did I mean, his first full season. His first full season. All right, yeah. we'll say that. Yeah. It wasn't a rookie year, technically. I see what you mean. His I first th- full season ever playing in the NFL threw for over 5,000 yards and threw 50 touchdowns. That is crazy. Look, I'm no not, quarterback I'm has not ever done to say that. Mahomes sucks. Nobody. I just, I don't. I think it's all hype, man. I think it's just, I don't think it's going to happen again. I I'm just, not saying. I don't, I don't know. I don't see it well, listen, happening. Listen to this here. If it does, hey, I'll blow you, dude. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm all about it. Okay. But shit. All right. No, listen to me. Listen to this here. All right. I'm not saying he's going to do it for the rest of his damn career. Yeah. I'm just saying he's going to do it again. And I think that, I mean, looking back, that's the that would be the first time to throw. If he does both, it would be the first time back-to-back for any player to do it, especially yeah. in their first two years. I mean, the fact that if he, if he was, I think if he could do that season one more time, and then the next year he goes, falls way back down to earth, say he does 3,000 yards and 30 touchdowns, that's not even terrible. That's a pretty good quarterback still. I think, honestly, that might even cement him for the Hall of Fame on his second year, and I'm not trying to be crazy, but 
if he could do it again and get to the Super Bowl or get right to the Super Bowl again, whatever. I mean, we're talking about an NFL record in two categories. Right. Three, technically. Like a crazy category at that. In his first two full seasons as an NFL quarterback. Starting NFL quarterback, excuse me. Yeah. I mean, that is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And be- I think he's going to do it. I don't think he is going to do it. got high hopes there, man. I don't know. I do. I just, I, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. I, I'm, he's going to do it. Fuck. Quote I me. Just, Quote me. All right. You, you can talk all the shit that? you want you if it doesn't we, happen. Do we put money on this 45 Fuck touchdown no. over under? Fuck no. <laughs> what? You can, you can, no, no, no. Listen to me. Listen to me. You can talk all the shit you want if it doesn't happen. But I'm telling you now, he's going to do it. All right. all right? All right. That's fine. So if it happens, I am going to be in your ass. Okay. Yeah. No yeah. homo. <laughs> yeah, no homo. All right. Okay. All right. We're good. All right. Now, let's get back to where we're at. Reality MVP. here. What's that? Offensive player of the year. Who you got? Offensive player of the year. Um, offensive player of the year. I have a pick. I'm not a big uh, I, I You know, I think he's going to have another big year as far as my offensive another player of the year. And it's going to be Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers. Yeah. Why? Because last year, man, I just, I've been a big believer in Phillip Rivers. And this is going to sound completely irrational. But when I watch Philip Rivers play, or when I just look at Philip Rivers' career, I hope one day he can make it to the Super Bowl and win it, just to prove to myself that Stafford could do the same thing. Jesus Christ. I know that's I, weird. No, I know not, that's stupid. I I'm know a Detroit crazy. guy, but dude. The dude is a beast. Philip yes, Rivers he is. is good. Why is Stafford a part of this conversation right now? Why? Because I think if if Philip Rivers can go his entire career without going to a Super Bowl, but then right at the end of it, right into, what is it, year 15, 16 now, somewhere in there, he's been around for a while. The same, uh, same as Eli. He got drafted the same year, right? 20, 2005, 6, something like that. Either way, um, if, he can, if he can get to the Super Bowl, that proves to me that Stafford can. And I don't know why that made me choose Offensive Player of the Year in Philip Rivers, but... I think he's got the team around him. I think he's got the weapons, and w- without Gordon even, which we'll talk about in a minute. But I think Philip Rivers has the tools around him, and I like Anthony Lynn as a coach. And overall, I think that team surprised a lot of people when they moved to L.A. Okay. I just, that Stafford claim is fucking my head up, dude. I know. I just, it's, it's completely random it's tough. and totally irrational. I but mean, I, just, I like the support for the local QB, but, oh, God. I mean, he's already 10 seasons in, and what do we got? You yeah, know, I mean, a whole lot of fuck shit. Well, yeah, but I feel like I feel like San Diego or LA fans or whatever they are now uh, yeah, would say the same thing it. about Philip Rivers until last year. Until like, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying I don't like the guy. You, I like him. Yeah. Philip Rivers is a is a good quarterback. A lot and of people a hard don't ass believe on him. the field. Oh yeah, a lot of people don't believe in Philip Rivers. I do. Yeah, I definitely think he's a top eight QB in the league okay. without question. Yeah, I, but I let mean, me I tell like you who's going to beat him out for that offensive player of the year. Let's hear. The stash Aaron Rodgers. Huh. He's going to do it. You're a piece of shit for that. Like, oh, no. Hey, okay. Well, He's going to do it. Why? why? Why do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to win it? Be- okay, let me break it down for you like this. Yeah. Devontae Adams... Okay. has only gotten better since he's been in the league. He has not gone downhill. Every season, sure. he has produced better numbers sure. since he's been here. Yeah. Okay? Yes, he has lost Randall Cobb, but Randall Cobb wasn't yeah, much. I'm not, I'm not worried about Randall Cobb. Okay. You got Aaron Jones in the backfield. Yep. He can catch a football. 
Yeah. Not bad at it. Geronimo, Geronimo Allison's not a bad. Wide I was gonna say receiver. Geronimo Allison's a pretty big guy. He can I'm get up there. Attempt to say their wide receivers' names. Other than he's got like three last names. Yeah, the other guy. The other guy I'm, yeah. I'm not worried about it. But I just think. I mean, you look at Devonte Adams, and he has a very DeAndre Hopkins role in yeah. you know Green Bay. You know, he's gonna be the number one guy, whether you like it or not. He's gonna get the ball a lot of the times, whether you like it or not, and he's gonna catch it okay. a lot of the times, whether you like it or not. I just think. Aaron Rodgers, and not to mention Jimmy Graham is in Green Bay. Is he still in Green Bay? Yes, he is. Okay. He was just he just didn't really do much. I the think shell of Jimmy he can Graham. be okay. Jimmy Graham's just a name now, man. I, I mean, seen yes, yeah. but I'm not saying he's going to go crazy. Right. I'm just saying Jimmy Graham is not a bad tight end. Yeah, no, he's not. He's not a bad tight end. I, the only reason I'm we'll going to go against that, how many times in the last five years has Aaron Rodgers gotten hurt? Probably three, three, four, maybe. And I think it was three, like every other year, maybe. And okay. don't get me wrong. I think he's he's prime for a bounce back year. But as soon as he gets hurt or say Devontae Adam get hurt, gets hurt, what the fuck happens then? Who's Philip Rivers got that he can do? <laughs> I mean, Philip Rivers him. got some playmakers. But I mean, yeah, but what what more does he have than Aaron Rodgers? I guess you got to go. Devontae point there. Adams is better than any yeah. receiver in Los Angeles. Yeah, I, the only Chargers, one that could even put up a fight there is Keenan Allen, and I don't. Even, yeah, he's not like he's up he's there. He's good, but he has. We 15, don't got enough. 20. We don't got enough. Yeah, with Devontae the injuries, Adams is one of the best receivers in the league for sure. Oh yes. So I mean, if you go look at fantasies, top three, no matter what. Yeah. In receivers. Yeah. And, Arguably, but even just number because, two. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're right there. I could see. Uh, the only reason I hate you saying this is because I hate Aaron Rodgers. I think he's a fucking piece of shit. You can't I don't deny see the man's anything. skill. You can't deny the man's a good quarterback. Yeah, no, he is. Believe me, I don't think I'd hate him as much if he's the Lions. The 900 Hail Mary wins against. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Don't even, don't even bring that up. I'm going to flip this We're going to hop right on to the defensive player of the year. I think. I think being not much debate here. With this one, aren't we? Uh, yeah, I think so. What do you got? The usual. I think he's won the last two two seasons. Two? I think so. I believe. Yeah. I know it was last year. I'm not 100% if it was the 2017 as well. Um, I want to say it is, though, is uh, Aaron Donald. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on Jesus, that all the way. Jesus, man. I, I don't think there's any stopping the guy. I think he's done really good throughout his career, and uh, I, he's only stay, he hasn't necessarily gotten better every single year, but he's he's pretty much stayed exactly who he is, which is a great fucking player. Um, he's gotten, he would have get 20 and a half sacks last year, 11 sacks the year before. I mean, the dude hasn't gotten less than eight sacks in a season. Right. And that was, I mean, the, in 2017, he got 11 sacks in 14 games. I mean, he's been, he's plays like a monster and that's not even including the, the postseason and all that. I mean, the dude is a beast. He's unstoppable. Well, and not to mention he last year was the AP number one player out of the top 100 in the NFL and the predictions I forgot where I saw it it might have been Bleacher Report or ESPN they released a prediction for the next year's this coming season's top 100 he's number one again I mean so he's been in the Pro Bowl every single year for the last five years I mean, the dude's a every tank. Single, every single, that's his entire career. He's been a pro bowler. That is a tank every right year. there out of Pittsburgh. And not to mention God. he's first time all, all your first team all pro every year except his rookie year. The dude has been a monster since he's came into the league. Oh, and he is the number one player in the top 100 players this year in 2019. Yes. He was number seven last year, though. Oh. But either way, he's still. I'm, I might have just been relating yeah. to the, Okay. Yep. He was NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. I mean, he. He's got a lot of accolades. 
and they're just going to keep coming. Yeah. He isn't slowing down for anybody. No. So. No. If anything, he's gotten better. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. So, let's hop into Oakland. Okay. What's going on with the Raiders, man? What do we got going on? What you think about Josh Jacobs, the rookie back out of Alabama? Josh Jacobs could be a good fit there. I mean, it's interesting to see if Doug Martin can stay healthy. Um, I think that's, that's right. first and foremost. I, I don't see him staying healthy. It's either he's healthy or suspended every year for the last four years, it seems like. I not Like you said, me and you were discussing this before. We, we kind of forgot he was even in the league, but... Josh Jacobs could definitely make some plays, make some moves. It says right here, uh, profootballrumors.com, on August 25th, Raiders release Doug Martin. Oh, okay. Well, then there you go. Josh Jacobs is your starting back. So Josh Jacobs is your number one running back. I didn't even realize that. That was literally, I'm reading it right now because I have a page. I have his stats in Alabama, you know, just for us a little, little preview of what to look out for. And. And that's playing under Tua, you know, yeah. who's arguably he's up there right now for the Heisman he's this coming season. Yeah, he's in the conversation. Oh yes. Sure. So and that's a QB you can move. And I'm not gonna say he's great at it, but he can move. Yeah. You know, so that takes away some yards from him. But I mean, he didn't have an outstanding season. You know, he only had six hundred and forty rushing yards on hundred and twenty attempts right. in Bama. Right. And we're talking about a team that had a pretty solid, you know, blocking scheme, yeah. whether you like it or not. I mean, Alabama the, the always whole does. Team's got a great always. Scheme. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I mean he's not gonna be stellar. You know, he's right. not gonna be a offensive rookie of the year type. I wouldn't player. expect him to come out and be Saquon Barkley. No, but I I just wouldn't count him as just another back i I think he's gonna be unique i think they're gonna do something special because you look at oakland they still got a pretty solid line yeah yeah i mean their team overall isn't bad the only other thing that worries me about oakland is antonio brown like i don't know what's going on with him lately i mean i know that's your favorite player that's my favorite player in the nfl just you know partially because we went to the same college i did go to central my freshman year of school um and i just you know i enjoyed the guy but I don't know what the hell he is doing. I mean, what is this situation with the helmet? I mean, he's now lost two uh, appearances in court, yeah. uh, but with you know fighting to get his old helmet. I, I don't know why you would I mean, worry. I will. From what I've read, um, they did kind of do a loop around way with that. They forgot to put it on the banned helmets list. Um, whereas, like, I think it was two years ago or the year before. Either way, they banned Tom Brady's helmet and a couple other players' helmets, but they gave him a year to amend and adjust so they could still use that helmet, but they had time to, like, figure out what the new helmet was. Well, this year they kind of did a loophole type thing, or, well, he was kind of doing the loophole, and then they plugged it. So now okay. he doesn't really have that time, and I think that rubbed him the wrong way, like he was maybe getting attacked. But at the end of the day, any guy that dyes his mustache blonde to me is loopy in itself. So, I mean, he's different. Yeah, the man's a different guy. Yeah, yeah. You know what else is different? It's Kanye. So I'm not like. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, my opinion, he's still gonna be one of the best receivers in the league this year. Yeah. You can't. You can't slow that guy down. I hope. I hope. I just. I feel like. For his sake, yes, I hope. Because I mean, he wasn't even showing up to practice. When's the last time you heard Antonio Brown didn't show up to practice? Right. So. I, well, and to I, me, I don't mean I don't know if this seems this way to you, but it seemed like the drama in Pittsburgh just kind of popped up out of nowhere. Right, it did. I mean, it didn't. You didn't really think, hear anything. Yeah, I think Pittsburgh was just better at hiding it than most teams would be. I think yeah. uh, it's been happening because a few years ago you got a glimpse of it when he was recording in the locker room, and right. Tomlin was like, "Hey, no, don't do that." But after that, you didn't really hear anything until last year, towards the end of the season, when he was like, "Fuck this, I'm not playing the last game." I mean. 
I don't know. I hope he plays good. It's better for the league to have a guy like that. And I mean, he's got a lot of power. He's or star power is what I meant to say. But the dude, he's just he's got too much going on right now to that that makes me worried for Oakland's sake. There's just so much drama, and you got hard knocks going on too. Like that's a lot to put on a team before they start a season. Yeah, I mean. Especially bringing in something like Antonio Brown, all the paparazzi that he's attracting, I'm sure, um, that are you know have been at the training camps, OTAs, whatever it may be. Yeah, and it's the last year before they move, right? They're I going believe to Vegas so. Next year. They are going so, to Vegas. Yes. I mean, who knows though? Maybe I, it could work out well. I think Antonio Brown would be great, and I I really did like Derek Carr a few years ago when he had that good year. Um, and I hoped he would be a better quarterback, but he's not very good once he has to move out of the pocket. So. We'll see from there, but I really hope Antonio Brown just makes that team better. But worst case scenario, the dude's crazy and isn't on the yeah, and Raiders next year. Touching on Pittsburgh real quick, I mean, do you think Juju's got it? You think he can fill that role as the number one guy? Yeah, I think he's got it. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't, I, I don't see why not. I, I, I mean, like the guy Juju. is very I capable. Like, I think if you, when we get into the division picks, I definitely have some things to say regarding that and as far as Pittsburgh and what I think to see from them. But, uh, I mean, if we want, we can operate into it. AFC East, you want to you wanna talk about it? Yeah, I mean, give me who you got. Now, let me let me get some time here. I need to think. All right, AFC think. East. Who, or, I'm sorry, not East, North. That's what I meant to say there. <laughs> I'm thinking all over the place. North, though. What you got? I got Cleveland winning it. Yeah, and the only reason I got Cleveland winning is Baker, OBJ, Landry, Joku, Chubb, Hunt. You got a lot of people. And then you got the defense. Followed that, Pittsburgh. You got the addition by subtraction, but leaving Antonio Brown, getting all that bad blood out. And now you're finally replacing Shazier with um, Devin Bush. Sorry, I got too thought up or caught up in my words. Then you got Baltimore. Uh, I think Lamar could go off. They did lose Suggs and Mosley, but they did replace him with Earl Thomas. I think their team should be okay. And then followed by Cincinnati, I think there's too many injuries with a first-year head coach. And in my personal opinion, Andy Dalton sucks. So, yeah. I mean, I think the Browns stick out like a sore thumb in that, that, that division there. Yeah. You know, you can't really say no to that team. Right. You know. I think Pittsburgh's got a good shot to take it. but I mean, but look what they did last year. And right. they had Antonio Brown last year, other than one game. Right. So it's the Browns' division to win. It's just a matter of are they going to do it. You know. Yeah. So moving on to the East. The East. I know who you got winning this, and I, I don't, I don't like it. Well, I'm not. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna think about it here. Uh, you know, I, let me, let me break this down for you. I'm not gonna have. I think it's gonna be a battle between the Jets and the Patriots. Okay. I, like I said, they're gonna finish with the same record. I think they're gonna both finish. Hot takes. Eleven and five. Okay. I say Real they both do takes. it. <laughs> let me tell you why, though. Okay. I think Le'Veon Bell's happy. Yeah. I think he's happy with where he's at. Okay. Okay. Like, then we're going to go back touch on the defensive rookie of the year, Quinn and Williams. Yeah. That guy's going to dominate okay. in the middle. He's going to just, man. Aaron Donald, just jump right in. I think he's going to be second to none. Really? Okay. So. So you got New, you got New England second, Jets first. No, I'm going to, I'm going to put New England above them. Okay. Just because right. they got more going so on offensively. <laughs> All right. Man. I'm saying they're going to finish with the same record. New England's okay. going to beat them up. I can see that. I mean, so you're saying Jets will make the playoffs still? Yes. Okay. Do they make it out of the first round? Depends on who they play. All right, first right. round. We won't get into that then. We'll wait until the end of the season to see but where But then I'm going to put so. Bills third, Dolphins last. Okay. I, think uh, I have fair. it a little bit different. 
I got New England winning just because I think that wide receiving core can be pretty scary. And if you really look at it and if they can get everything together, uh, you got Edelman, obviously, but Demarius Thomas, Nikhil Harry, Josh Gordon, if he can get his mind right, and then you got the running backs and Dorsett still. Uh, I mean, that team could be really good. And that, yeah. I mean, if you really look at it, you got Tom Brady on the extension. It's just, they I think they peaked, man. I just, I think, I, and they, I get it. Every year talk with the, they've peaked. I think they've peaked, man. I think they've just had enough of yeah. success. It's time for <laughs> it's time reality. For yeah, fuck Boston. It's time for someone else to win that division. For well, if, fuck's if we're gonna sake, go like man. that, I think the team. That I think they'll has win the, the division. I I just don't think they're gonna go too but far. But if they didn't, let's just run with that for a second. I think Buffalo's got the second best chance. I love Josh Allen. I love Ed Oliver. I think the additions of Cole Beasley and John Brown are gonna be really helpful for him. Those are some nice weapons. I always forget that John Brown got added. He was a solid wide receiver in Baltimore last year, and I think he's gonna do Arizona a really well before in that. Buffalo. What's that? In Arizona before yeah, that. Arizona I mean, he's always that. been I mean, a pretty he's reliable a good guy. Addition, and Beasley's been a pretty consistent guy through his career, and then followed by New York just because. One thing you did forget with New York is Adam Gase, the head coach, and he's faced New England for quite a few years now. And I, I mean, Miami, yep. he had some good years against. Don't get me wrong, Miami always put up a good fight, but I I just can't trust Adam Gase. I think he's got more to work with. Yeah, and he's got a younger core to work with. I think Adam Gase to me has always fit better as a coordinator than a coach. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Then I have to round it off Miami. I just don't trust Rosen with the first-year head coach. I think there's a lot of things that need to be worked out down there. And honestly, if I were them, I'd be trying to go for uh, Herbert or Tua or whoever next year. Okay. You want to move to the south? Let's go south. What you got? All right, I got Jacksonville winning it straight up. Uh, I like the defensive comeback. I think Foles could be great. But – I think Indy's right behind them. Uh, although the loss of luck hurts, it's still pretty. I still feel pretty confident about their playoff spot. Uh, and then I'm gonna follow that up with uh, Houston. I mean, we'll see. I just I, I'm still worried about their O line. They had the most sacks last year with 62. That just I don't see it going too well. I mean, they did add offensive tackles in the first and third rounds this year, but I don't know. And then Tennessee, I still have questions at quarterback. They could be a scrappy team, but I think Tannehill takes that starting job sometime this year. Okay. I mean, I'm going to counter you there. I think Houston takes it. Okay. Okay. And I'm and not by much. Jackson's going to be a close second. Jacksonville's going to be a close second. Um, I mean, you look at Houston. I mean, dude, the offensive weaponry. You don't even got to look at how – it's not even depth. Right. I mean, DeAndre fucking so Hopkins. Right. The ball goes to that man, he catches it. It's yeah. shown. Yeah. Every pass that went to him last season, he caught. He did not drop true. a ball. That's true. That is true. I mean, he had the most. The, the numbers most show it. Yeah. I mean, the dude is a fucking beast. Yeah. Will Fuller could be healthy this year. If he held, if he's healthy, I love him. Will as Fuller a, going into yeah. the season could do what he did his rookie year, which yeah. was not bad. No, it was a not good great. Season. Not bad. Yeah. Being a number two to DeAndre Hopkins, you're not going to get too much spotlight, but he's got potential. Right. I mean, and it it, it kind of helps with the um, with DeAndre Hopkins out there. He's double covered, but Will Fuller's never going to have to worry about double coverage. So I'm not too worried about that. All right, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. And then you look back at the the running back situation that we talked about earlier. I mean, you got a f- you got some depth there. Right. You got four guys that could really fight over a role. You never really know. But yeah, there's some potential there that they could so use yeah, later. So yeah, I got Houston in first, Jacksonville in second. I think their defense is just a little too much. Um, okay. You know, you got Ngakwe at end. Yeah. Uh, Calais, Calais Campbell in the middle. Yep. Um, 
What's the other end? They got Josh Allen out of Kentucky, Allen, yeah. guy you mentioned before, and then you still got Jalen Ramsey and AJ Bouye in the secondary. Right. Um, that line, the linebacker I was talking about, uh, his name's Telvin Smith, but I'm pretty sure he's taking a year, a break from football this year. Is what I read. He's ta- okay. just taking a break from football. I didn't really read too deep into it. I liked him though. He was a middle linebacker. Um, but they still got uh, Jalen or. Miles Jack, that's the name. Jack, I don't know yeah. where I got Jalen. Miles Jack, he's not a bad he's guy. A good player. He's a pretty yeah. solid back. I like him. Um, so I think they do a lot with their defense this year. This year, I know they had a lot of high expectations in the past, but I think they live up to them. And then behind them, I'm going to put the Colts in third. I think that you know you take Andrew Luck out, but I think they're still capable. Yeah. Like we talked about before. I mean, they're one of the most balanced teams in the NFL. Yeah. No, I I definitely agree with that. I think they were balanced, the most balanced last year as far as all three facets of the game, offense, defense, special teams. I think just the way they've constructed that team in the last couple of years and kind of paying attention to protecting the quarterback and making things happen the right way. Like, there's not many guys on that team where you look at it and you're like, that guy stands out on paper. There are some guys like, but as far as like household names, I don't see you an got, OBJ or Jarvis uh, yeah, Landry. Other or, than that, you really just got Quentin Nelson, you know, right. one of the best linemen in the league, right. honestly. And then you got uh, Darius Leonard at linebacker, but yeah. those are probably the most notable names other than T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe Marlon Mack. Yeah, maybe. You got Jack Doyle, too. So yeah, I, you we'll get see. Two nice tight ends there. I think uh, they're a pretty good team. Right. All right, let's so hop right into out the. With Tennessee? Yes, Tennessee's okay. last. I gotcha. I mean,. Like you said, I don't trust the quarterback situation. Yeah, you got Mariota, and you also got Tannehill. I just think they're going to be fighting over the role all season. Um, they don't really have a very trustworthy receiving core. You know, got Delaney Walker. He's just old. Yeah, I mean, the guy old. is just old as hell. <laughs> well, I, I mean, mean, maybe not old as hell, but he's just getting there. He's just been around. He's for a, you know, quite some and time. then Corey Davis. He's not bad. You know, I like the guy, but I just don't think he's somebody who's going to stick out. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, then I guess that takes us to the West, right? Yep. So uh, who do you got at the? Let's start at the bottom this time. Work our ways up. Start at the bottom. I am going to go the Denver Broncos. I just don't think there's enough there to put them above the other teams there. I think yeah, they still have a pretty decent defense in Von Miller and Bradley Chubb and Chris Harris and you know and such. And then you know you got Philip Lindsay on offense and Royce Freeman's still eligible and Emmanuel Sanders. And they got, they got uh, Joe Flacco Cortland now Sutton too. I yep, mean, Cortland and Sutton, Flacco. and now they got Joe Flacco. I mean. Yes, but I just don't – I think they're just going to have problems. Yeah. I think it's going to be more so of like an inner program kind of situation rather yeah. than they I mean, have I, I could capability. See they just don't produce enough. I could see them reporting, re, repeating, sorry, repeating a 6-10 and 10 year like last year. Uh, who do you got after them? I throw Oakland in third. Um, I just think they got a little few uh, – too many kinks to work out. I just mm-hmm. think there's a lot to work with, not only with the drama AB brought in. Um, I just don't think Josh Jacobs – carries that team and rushing i think Derek carr doesn't really blow up much i think he you know has similar a little better but similar year um to what he's had the last couple um and then chargers above them i think you can't really deny the defense and sandy up los angeles i almost did it los angeles philip river still a good qb not a bad receiving core and then i'm going to finish it off number one yeah i mean for you (laughs) And then I'm going to go with my MVP, Kansas City Chiefs, and Patrick Mahomes. I think that team is too powerful. Yeah, you get off that Mahomes dick, dude. <laughs> I, I think uh, I, I agree with the top half. Uh, my bottom's a little bit different. I got Denver ahead of Oakland. I just think Denver 
overall as a franchise the last few years has been a little bit more level-headed when it comes down to it. And like I said earlier, Oakland just, in my opinion, has too many distractions. If Josh Jacobs could be good or could be great and fix that run game, I could see him making some moves. But, I mean... I think Denver's got them on that. Got the edge on that. Uh, and then Los Angeles, I just like the speed of their defense. And I think Rivers has another great year. Uh, and Kansas City, I guess it's I, I hate to say train. it, but yeah, uh, I do think Kansas City. The thing I'm interested to watch on them is who takes over running back since Kareem Hunt's gone. You got Damian Willis uh, or Damian Williams and uh, Darwin Thompson taking over. So. They're cutting Carlos Hyde from reports that are coming out lately. I mean, whether that's true or not, we'll see. But I guess this Darwin Thompson kid's just taking over and making I mean, Carlos we'll Hyde. I think they trade roles pretty pretty well. Yeah, I think I think they'll do good. I think with the two running backs, I think you can kind of match his production. But Kareem Hunt was a force to be reckoned with. I, I'm interested to see that. And like going into earlier, I just don't see Patrick Mahomes matching the same kind of output he had last year. I don't know, man. I could see him have a great output, yeah. but not. Not 50 touchdowns. Nah, I'm telling you. And then, I mean, yeah, with the running backs, though, the ones you mentioned, uh, Damian Williams and Darwin Thompson, I don't think there's there's no really obvious number one guy there. Um, I think it's, like I said, it's going to be a very often by traded back and forth. Sure. But I don't think that troubles them. I no. think that they do, they do just fine with well, that. Well, and I think Andy Reid's good at that. He's good at finding oh, yeah. versatility and finding speed and making things happen with the players he has. So I'm not too concerned about that. I think he's still, like I said, I, I mean, obviously I think they're still going to be a good team. They're winning the division, in my opinion. But I just, it's so close. I think Los Angeles and Kansas City come down to the last couple games. Okay. You want to move on to the NFC? Let's go to the NFC. What you All got right. for the East for me? East, uh, I got, well, I'll start from the bottom again. I got uh, Washington at the very bottom. Yeah, I mean, I like Landon Collins signing, but it really depends on what Haskin puts out this year. Uh, moving forward, moving up from that, I think New York, New York's going to be a little bit better than expected with Engram, Barkley, Tate, and maybe Daniel Jones started started week one. I think the only thing that worries me with that is knowing New York, they're going to let Eli play until they suck too bad to let Daniel Jones come in. If you're going to pick Daniel Jones as high as you did, you should be throwing him in there day one because that tells me they just gambled on the dude. They could have picked him up later in the first round, but they picked him up early. And if they're going to sit him, sit his ass on the bench and say, oh, well, we just want to develop and be behind Eli, fuck that mouth breather, put him in, and let him start the damn game. I think Daniel Jones is going to be an all right quarterback. Whether he's a great I don't quarterback, hate him. we'll see. I do not hate him. I like Daniel Jones. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely got work to do. I mean, yeah. the shows in his preseason games, he did okay. Um, but... I mean, it's preseason, so, right? I mean, we'll see, but I, I think they should definitely give him a shot rather than putting him in the kind of behind, uh, or instead of letting him sit in Eli's shadow. Followed that, uh, I got Dallas. Um, it's all about money in Dallas to me right now. I, I don't think if they have, I don't want to say it, but I feel like if they don't have Zeke, they're not they're not going to be where they are. I think it just. We'll get into that later when we start talking about it more, but I, I have Philly rounding it out. Um, I think their defense is going to be solid. I like Sanders. I think it's time for Wentz to finally shine without having to worry about Foles behind his back. And if he can stay healthy, they could be a pretty good team. Right. Okay. I mean, I hear you there. Um, my input, I'm going to put Philly right at the top with you. Okay. But I'm going to throw you off here. Yeah. Washington, number two. Yeah, okay. That's crazy. No. I think Dwayne Haskins takes Daniel Jones's spotlight as the QB to be talked about in the offseason and Kyler Murray. Okay. And he's going to take over. I think he's going to be a guy that you want to you're going to be hearing about a lot this season. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not saying he's going to go fucking crazy. Right. 
I just think he puts him over 500. I'll say 10 and 6. You're saying win in the division? No. Wait, did Philly's you just win, say win in the division. I oh, said Philly. Okay, you're saying second 10 and 6. Philadelphia's okay. going to go 12 and 4. All right. Okay. I think Redskins either go 9 and 7 or 10 and 6. Okay. And like you mentioned, yes, they got Landon Collins, so that makes their defense even more a little bit scary. They still got Ryan Kerrigan at linebacker, probably one of the best backers in the league right now. Yeah. You know, way up there. Yeah. Um, Not to mention they're bringing Adrian Peterson back. Yeah, they, they also got Adrian have, Peterson. Uh, uh, Chris Thompson coming back healthy. Chris so. Thompson. And Darius uh, Juice. Don't forget about yeah. him. Yeah. They, so they, got, they have the tools. It's whether they can put it all together. And then you still got Josh Norman over there. Yeah, he's still there. True. He's kind of forgettable lately because you know Washington's kind of. I mean, hey, yeah, but we'll see. Hey, hey I'm not. I think the NFC East is me. one of those divisions, kind of like the North, where it can kind of. I think there's a lot of rivalries in there, and I think it could change every year. You ask me, you're going to be hearing a lot of Washington Redskins this year, all right? And then I'm going to put Dallas third. Um, I just think the money ego situation with both Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott is just going to. Fuck the whole thing yeah. up. I mean, you still got dominance on defense. Demarcus Lawrence, Leighton Vander Esch, yeah. beasts that you can't you can't choke co- count them out. Healthy. Sean Lee, if he's healthy, Byron Jones, he's right. been pretty decent. And then on offense, you know, you still got your receivers who aren't terrible. Oh yeah, us. that O line has been good for years. Yeah. So, but then New York last. I just there's just too much not there. Yeah. You know, I think the last good player they had. Defensively, um, Landon Collins, I think, you know, with him getting out of there and going to Washington in the same division right. is going to cause a little, That'll little be interesting, I mean, problematic. Sure. Yeah. 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 And I, I mean, and then you have it rounded up. Oh, you have New York last. Okay. Yeah. See, I just, I, I agree with that. I think their defense is definitely their weakest point, And really, their offense is questionable, too. I think when I rank them like this, I'm just saying that New York might have one game better, might even have a tiebreaker over them. But, I think New York's going to be slightly better than Washington. I th- we'll see, though. We'll see. I mean, hey, Saquon's still going to go off. Yeah, he's going to put up the numbers, but I, just, I think he's the only person in New York. Yeah, yeah. And they are going to kind of use him as a crutch, sort of like Dallas uses Zeke as a crutch. All right, so. Let's move down to the south. The south. All right. You want to start that one off? I will. New Orleans, number one. Okay. Okay, I think Drew Brees... He's just been too consistent throughout his career. I mean, like you mentioned before, he's had five seasons with over 5,000 yards. Yeah. He's the only quarterback to ever do that yeah. that many times. Yeah. He's the more only than, quarterback to do it, to more, do it than more than once. Yeah. I mean, I mean, four more times than any other quarterback to ever play the game. Four more times, plus another two years where he was pretty close. Yeah. I so. mean, he had one year was if, was within 200 yards. Another year it was... Yeah, back in uh, 2014, he was... Uh, 58 yards away from it or 48 yards away from it and then the year after that 2015 he's only 130 yards so i mean we're talking 150 about a you know 130 yards and about 50 yards away right. from i mean two come more on seasons of that's two he could have had seven i mean right. if let's be honest, that's only a few more you know the one year 2014 where he was only 48 that's one more game right that's one quarter it's insane and the other 74,000 yards in his I mean, that guy is going to keep he's, – he's not slowing down. It's crazy. Yes, he may not have been the best quarterback in the league most of these years, but he's been probably one of the most consistent. No, no, Drew Brees without 100%. Question. He's, he's a so Hall they are going to win the, win the division without question. Okay, um, I agree. Second them, I'm going to go Atlanta. Okay. I think they still got a little too much talent for you to count them out. Yeah. Um, I think Devontae Freeman does okay. Um, I don't think he shows out. You know, I think he's a, he's a workhorse. I'll give him that. Yeah. 
bust his ass no matter what. Julio Jones, I think he has a pretty average year, com- you know, compared to what he's done in the past. Yeah. Um, I still think he breaks a thousand yards, but I think he's gonna have a pretty good year just because he's getting paid now. He's paid, right. so I I just have a gut feeling about Atlanta with Freeman and Jones going off. I, that could be because they're on my fantasy team, but I just really <laughs> yeah, believe in them. Just I, I think Atlanta's gonna have a really good year this year. All right, and then I'm going to follow it up with Tampa Bay as number three. What the fuck? Yeah. That's what I have. <laughs> and then Carolina last. I okay. think Cam is just not going to do it this year. Christian McCaffrey is going to be the That's another team I have a gut feeling. carrier. Yeah, I just have a – I don't feel good about Cam Newton and Tampa Bay, the reason being. I mean, if Jameis can be good, I like Bruce Arians being there. O.J. Howard coming back healthy. They led the league last year in passing yards per game. They were third in total offense – Yard, offensive yards in 2018. I think they have the tools there. Um, yeah, you still it's got just Mike a Evans again. If, if Bruce Beast. Arians can put it all together, I mean, we'll see. I yeah. mean, hey, they got it. They got what they need. Right. You know, Jameis Winston maybe because yeah. Jameis Winston's just. But then again, he's a bad cop. They were the one of the highest scoring offenses last season. No, but a lot of that had to do with weren't they the second? No, no, second? no, they weren't uh, highest scoring. They were high, uh, yards, passing yards, and third in total offense. Okay. I knew it was something dominant yeah, offense. They were, they were up there in offense. I know yeah, that. I mean, that was their stronghold without a doubt. Yeah. I just think Fitzpatrick had a lot to do with that. With Fitzmagic. What do you have? Three games. Fitzmagic. <laughs> yeah. What do you have? Four, two. <coughs> he had a few 400 and 500 yard just yeah. fucking crazy games. But, I mean, like I said, I think Tampa Bay's got a pretty good shot to get third there. Now Moving on to the West. Carolina last. All right. The West. <sighs> I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up from the last few years. I'm gonna say Seahawks take it. Oh. I think they take number one. You know, and this is a conversation I had. Um, tell me a time that see the Seattle's really hasn't been there. Yeah. I mean, they're always a team in the back of the conscience. You know, you're never really thinking about it because similar to the Patriots, they're kind of just always in the playoffs. Right. Whether and you the, like it or not. They are kind of the the West Side. Sort of. I mean, there was the year San Francisco made it all the way. And L.A., as of late, has been pretty good. Arizona, probably a little over a decade ago. But they've always been in the conversation of playoffs. It's not like they fell to the bottom and just been shit. Uh, So you have Seattle winning it? Who do you got following? Uh, L.A. Rams. I just think Todd Gurley falls off a little bit. I think his workload the last few seasons is starting to, you know, get him, biting him back in the ass. You know, he's starting to definitely catch up it's starting to definitely catch up to him um so yeah seattle winning it la second i'm gonna take the niners third um just because they got too many weapons around you know i'm not i don't i'm not too hopeful in garoppolo but i mean you you got some good you got some good names there i felt pretty good about san francisco last year i i think in regards to la i think uh what Gurley falls off from um i think daryl henderson's gonna pick that up um I like Seattle. The only things I'm worried about with them is they lost Frank Clark. They lost Doug Baldwin. They lost Cam Chancellor. And they lost uh, Earl Thomas. I mean, they lost all those guys. But history tells, I mean, they they traded off a lot of picks this year, didn't they, in yeah. the draft? So they must feel good about something. I think their team's good. I think they could be there. I have L.A. going first, Seattle going second, Arizona being second, if the Kyler hype's real. Um, last year they did allow almost 50 sacks. And then this year I just – for San Francisco, I lost all hope last year because they were my dark horse NFC team last year. I was like, these guys are going to be great. And then they lose McKinnon. And then they lose Garoppolo. Like, last year kind of ruined it for me. They could be a lot better, but 
I gave up on him last year, and I'm going to hold it against him. All right. I mean, I don't know. You got Breda coming back still. Yeah, Breda's good. Not a bad guy. And then you got McKinnon for right now healthy. Yeah. Um, you know, what seems to be a healthy Garoppolo. You so know, got, pretty uh, decent receiving core. George and Richard Sherman. You got George Kittle at tight end, who had he's, breakout season. He's a little hurt, banged up right now, but he's a little bit. He should be back. I think he'll be fine. Yeah. You know, and it's I, I don't know. You can't count him out. You just can't. So moving on to the north, I got uh, the great north. Yeah, this one's tough to talk about just because one, our team's in it. Obviously, we got high hopes for our team every year. Uh, hoping for the same thing since what '57 now. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, we weren't around for that, so we haven't had to deal with the misery some of you other fans have had to deal with. But, um, unfortunately, I got Green Bay winning it. I got Rodgers. I, I put Rodgers' prime for a big year. If he's hurt, they're done, though. Um, followed by them, I have uh, Detroit. This has really been one of my favorite off-seasons I've seen from them in the last few years. The only thing that worries me is their depth. I think if they lose a couple of their starters, they're in a tough spot to try to regain some of that momentum. Uh, and it doesn't help that they have an early bye week. A week four bye week kind of sucks. I, I, I would rather hope for like a week eight through 12, 14, somewhere in there. It's just those early ones suck because you never have time later on in the season. Followed by Minnesota. Um, I'm not a big fan of Cousins, uh, but they are pretty balanced high power team when you look at Stefan Diggs you got Thielen you got Delvin Cook coming back I mean it's it's a scary team and then it might surprise a lot of people Chicago fuck Trubisky <laughs> fuck Trubisky and I think that defense falls off a little bit I think they're there but I just don't see it okay I hear you. I'm going to go with you on the number one there, Green Bay. I think it's pretty obvious. They just, yeah, they did lose uh, Ha Ha Clinton Dix to Chicago. Yep. Um, but they picked up uh, Amos, right? Yes, Adrian Amos. So it was, I mean, it's somewhat of a fair trade, if you ask me. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we'll see how that works out. But, yeah, I think Green Bay takes it. Um, I'm, I just, I don't know. It's very close for the next ahead? three. I mean the, the whole I think the, Detroit's it, defense carries them to number two. I right. think they offensively they have a good year. Yeah. I mean I think I think Kenny Galladay hits over a thousand yards. You know? I think Julian Edelman has a or not Julian Edelman, I'm so sorry. Danny Amendola has a pretty damn good year in Detroit. Not great, but pretty damn. I'll say eight hundred yards. I like it. I mean okay. it, I could see that. I think Hawkinson doesn't have a huge role. I mean, I think they're going to use him how he should be used, and that's for blocking. That's what, He was very good at that at Iowa. Um, and, you know, Noah Fant got most of the clout right up until about the draft right. is when Hawkinson blew up, you know, for yeah. some reason. Yeah. It was kind of random. But I think Carrion has a good year if he stays healthy. Um, that's Noah the Fant, biggest concern. He ended up in, what, Minnesota? He's in Minnesota now. He got picked up. I believe. Up. Yeah. Possibly. So, I mean, you got two guys in the same division from the same college. And then I'm going to follow that with Chicago in number three. I do not think their defense falls off. I think Khalil Mack is Khalil Mack. He does what he does. I think you still got Kyler Fuller. I think he still has a very good season at corner. Um, I think HaHa Clinton Dix works out. I think he has a pretty fits their scheme pretty well, but offensively, yeah. I mean, fuck Trubisky, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. I don't like him. It's not even that he's too a much hype. I just I hate his way mustache. I don't think he's that great. Of a he's quarterback. just way overhyped. But yeah. I mean, he's got some weapons. You got the rookie out of Iowa State, David Montgomery. Yep. Um, then you still got Tariq Cohen, who's been a pretty reliable guy for the last two years. Um, then you got Allen Robinson out, uh, outside and Anthony Miller. Yep. Um, Trey Burton, yes, he suffered for injuries, but it's not he's serious. Back, yeah. He'll be back. Trey Burton at tight end. Yep. 
Um, and then defense, like I said, Khalil Mack, Kyle Fuller, HaHa Clint Dix, Akeem Hicks still inside. Right. I mean, I don't know. They got a good team. It's one of the most competitive divisions in the league, without a question. And then you have Minnesota rounding it off. I do. I just think Cousins falls off. Yes, Thielen and uh, Diggs are probably one of the best cores. All those guys. I misspoke yeah. earlier, though. No offense, actually, in Denver. Okay. I knew he wasn't in Minnesota. I just didn't know yeah. what team. Um, yeah. But, I mean, hey, it's we'll see. Yes. Yeah. It's hard. It's, it's such, really hard to pick. I feel like with the North, and, again, this could be biased just because we have a team in it and we're rooting for him and whatever. I might even put Detroit a little bit higher because I think me and you agreed on this yesterday Outside of like me and you, I think everybody thinks Detroit's going to be shit this year. I mean, besides a few other people out there. But looking at this division, looking back in the last five years, you got Chicago winning last year, Minnesota winning the year before that, Green Bay winning the year before that, Minnesota before that, Green Bay, and then looking much further back, it would have been Green Bay's division. But since 2014, no no same team has won every year. So can we complete the cycle, please? Please, God, please complete the cycle and have Detroit win it. Or do we see Green Bay win again for the, what is it, the fifth time in the last eight years? Eight years. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, so, I mean, we can only hope, right? Yeah. I mean, that's so, all we've been doing for a while. So. <laughs> all right. I think let's jump into the NFC Championship. NFC Championships. I'm going to go Saints and Seahawks. Okay, I like I'm that. Gonna, I think the Seahawks get a little back in there. I think Chris Carson has a pretty decent year. Yeah. Um, yes, they lost Doug Baldwin to retirement and, you know, Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas and Frank Clark, but they still got the weapons. And Russell Wilson, I mean, I forgot what it was. You and I had been talking about it, but it was like for the last few seasons, ever since week nine and forward, statistically he's the best quarterback in yeah. the NFL. No, he is. He's so, I mean, the guy has never not been good. Yeah. So, you can't count I love Russell Wilson. He's probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite, quarterback in the league. Not based on skill or talent. I just think he's he's good with his legs. He can throw the ball. He's I, I just like him overall. I love watching him. Um, so, who else did you have in the NFC? Oh, you had him. Saints and Seahawks. See, I like those picks. As far as the NFC, I, it's so tough just because... I could really see Green Bay making it all the way. But, again, I think I have, I'm a full believer that Rodgers gets hurt this year. So um, I'm going to go with uh, Atlanta. I like Atlanta, and I'm going to say, fuck it, Philly. I think Atlanta and Philly would be interesting, and we could see the last two people that took on the Patriots in the last uh, – well, actually, besides the Rams before that, the, the last two birds that took on the Patriots uh, go head-to-head for the NFC Championship. As far as I, who I see winning that one – Time will tell. Yeah, I mean, like we've said multiple times, it's just a matter of health, you yeah. know, and it seems like this year... It is one of those years. It's one of those years, man. And I, I don't know what it was, but I've been saying for a while now, and you, you've you actually quoted me on it, yeah. uh, you know, I've been saying since before the preseason even started, I just had a some yeah. feeling somewhere inside, no reason, and I feel like that a it was lot of just going to be just, one of those years. Gosh, you just feel, you feel just something, injuries, and you're like, injuries, that's it. And injuries. honestly, you might have better odds choosing your gut than trying to logically, statistically yeah. look at this and make a decision. All right, so what you, you got, got for the AFC. The AFC. I am going to go Chiefs and okay. Browns. I, I agree with you on that. Kansas City and Cleveland. I, I think it's a little early to say Cleveland's going to make it, mm-hmm. but you just can't ignore that team. You nope. can't ignore that team. 
Yeah, I mean, I just don't think the Patriots got it in them this year. Like I said, I think they're they've peaked already. I think they're on the beginning of their decline, and I think the Chiefs take over as okay. the AFC dominance for the next couple of years. I'm yeah, not gonna lie to you. So they got a lot of youth, a lot of talent. Yeah, I, I look at it and I see. I mean, you mentioned New England again, and I really just it's hard to go against them. I could see New England, Cleveland; those two could be interchangeable. I think if New England and Cleveland went head to head, um. I think New England's got it just from being there so many times. And they have, I mean, looking at it, they have a lot of offensive power compared to Cleveland. So it would be interesting to see. I think New England can do it. But I, I, I like your picks in Cleveland, uh, Kansas City, and I think Kansas City could make it to the Super Bowl this year like they were supposed to last mm-hmm. year. Well, I'm so. going to tell you right now, we're going to get the Super Bowl we wanted last year. that We deserved last yeah. year. Kansas City, New Orleans, I think uh, Kansas City takes it. Okay. All right. I could see that. I like that, and I mean, you're really riding high on Mahomes, man. I think. I mean, I'm telling you, man, you're gonna do it. Yeah. Right, we'll I'm see. not over here I, sucking his dick, you know. I'm no, not over no, here no. trying to ride the train, you know. Yeah. I just think the guy has too much talent and capability to just say, you know what, he's gonna have an average year. Oh yeah, no, I don't think he's gonna have an average year. I think he's gonna have a great year. I just, I just can't get that f- those fives out of my hand. Five thousand fifty. He's gonna and then, do it. Uh, you, now you got him going to the Super Bowl and winning the damn thing. I yep. mean, it's it's another five in there. That's 54? a feat to be accomplished. Eight. Like I said, you're a genius if it happens. But holy shit, that's that's some high hopes on him. But uh, to round off the divisional picks and conference picks, you want to move on to uh, a, a little bit more off topic with uh, Zeke and Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the fuck has happened to the league. Um, but if you ask me, Le'Veon Bell started it uh, with the de- demanding of money. I'm not playing till I get this money. Right. And I think Zeke and Melvin Gordon are hopping on that train. And I'm not going to lie to you. I don't like it. I, don't I like think it it's either. bullshit. I don't think anybody does. I mean, you, you've you've grinded all of your life to play a sport. Right. You've. I mean, some not. I mean, you look at Lamar Jackson started what sophomore year in high school junior year in high school junior, somewhere in there something yeah, he like didn't that play his entire life you look at these some of these players have been playing since they're three five years old right so you're playing a sport you're doing it because you love it you wouldn't go that far if you didn't care this much about the sport right. you get to a professional le- level now the money's involved right i get it you want to be greedy right if i can get millions why not get the most right okay but at the end of the day you're still making a shit ton of money whether you like it or not yeah Play the fucking sport you love and quit bitching. Right. Make get the money. You'll yeah. get more. Yeah. These guys are young. I I tend to agree with you on that. I just, in my opinion, I mean, if I was in their shoes, yeah, I'd want the most money I can get. So I I don't necessarily disagree with the fact that they want more money. Totally fine. Make your money. I just I'm don't agree with that. the holdout. Well, yeah. Play the I, I game. Yeah. I agree with that. And I think I think the reason these are happening more commonly is because the league's starting to realize. Why the fuck are we going to pay these guys when they're only going to be here for five, six years? Why the fuck am I going to dish out half of what I pay my quarterback for a guy who's going to tear his ACL in two years and be done? You know what I mean? So I think they should have learned from Bell. I think Bell kind of, I think it's because it's fresh in our mind. I mean, I, there's been some players, I, I don't know any off the top of my head, but Bell is definitely the biggest one. It's the most headlines. significant, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, as far as top end running back talent, yes. Um, I think they should have learned from him though, because Bell was asking for what fifteen, sixteen million, and ended up with thirteen and a half. I mean, he didn't get what he wanted. No, and they've offered Zeke from what, the reports that came out. They offered him like thirteen, fourteen million, and they still said no. So, uh, in in regards to Zeke, I think he's a lot more valuable to Dallas than Gordon is to LA. Yes, that's just a personal opinion to me. Um, 
but I, I think there it's definitely frustrating seeing guys not want to play football or saying they're not going to play football over money and helmets and all this stuff. It's kind of frustrating. I mean, but in a perfect world, we'd just watch football all the time and ignore yeah. all the extra shit. I mean, shit. I agree with you on the fact that Zeke is more valuable. I mean, because you look at L.A., you still got the Eckler and what's his name, the other guy? Uh, Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson in the backfield. So, I mean, you lose Melvin Gordon. Yeah, it sucks. You know, you lose an extremely talented guy, but you still got people. Yeah. I could not name a number two running back on the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I don't even have a name. Alfred Morris. Still there. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, Chris Weber at OSU. Okay. Uh, you got uh, Pollard. I can't remember his first name, uh, but that, that was actually part of what I have here. I, I think in that regard, um, I just think you got more notable names in L.A. Yeah, no, definitely. I, yeah, can't I, even. I think. But if you really look at if we want to break down who who they got left, I think Dallas not necessarily. I, I don't know. It's tough because you look at when Zeke's not there. Dak Prescott actually has better efficiency when Zeke's not there. I think they use him too much as a crutch. And, I mean, you look at some of these stats. When Zeke was there, when he was targeted, there was a 39% success rate. When he was, wasn't there, when he wasn't targeted, it was a 53% success rate out of him. Uh, what was it, two years ago he missed six games due to suspension. They went 3-3. Three and three. Um, It wasn't terrible, but... I think they have a shot without him, but obviously having Zeke there is better for you. I think Dallas's bigger issue is if they're going to pay Zeke and they're going to pay Dak. And Amari's coming up on a contract, too. Right. They're not going to have money for anybody else. And they just paid DeMarcus Lawrence or franchise tagged him. So uh, yeah. I think they're in a tough spot, and I think that's why it's taken them a lot longer to make these signings because they don't want to put themselves in a, a shit position like the Lions did a few years ago with Sue and Kelvin Johnson and Stafford taking up, what was it, 25%, 30% of their salary cap. That just seems – I think teams are starting to be a little bit smarter with that. But Well, I, I mean, mean, and all it takes is one, you know, one misdirection and boom, torn ACL or oh, yeah. broken leg 100%. or anything crazy. I mean, you know, you just paid this guy millions and millions and right. millions of dollars. Right. And beyond just that, I think... Her. I mean, it's... Anything's possible. Yeah. And beyond that, I think Zeke is just... It's hard to argue that Zeke's not the best running back in the league right It is. Now. Other than Saquon. I'm going to say Saquon's above him without question, but... The, the only reason I'm hesitant on Saquon is just because Zeke's been here for a few years now, and he's... I mean, it... He's been consistent me since he got drafted. Yeah. I hear you there. Barkley's going to come out and kick some shit still. But, I mean, you look at you look at Zeke, and he played 10 games and still almost got 1,000 yards that year he gets suspended. So, yeah. I mean, he averaged – I think in career he's averaging just over 117 a game or something. I mean, it's crazy how much he's done. Um, but looking at San Diego – or, I'm sorry, L.A., I always forget that. I think they're in a better spot where Gordon doesn't have to be there. Whereas Zeke, like, not having Zeke there is going to obviously hurt. Those, those guys I listed off, Alfred Morris and – uh, Weber and all those guys, no names. All right. When you look at Eckler and when you look at Justin Jackson, Justin Jackson didn't get much last year, but in his three games, he got 206 rushing yards. He got 135 receiving yards, 4.1 yards per carry, 9.9 yards per reception. I mean, and not to mention he was 10th in all-time leading rushers in the Division One FBS uh, yeah. out of Northwestern. So he's killed it, and he's just ahead of Ladanian Tomlinson in college record books. Like. Ladanian Tomlinson's 11th so the guy's got potential that's why they drafted him last year uh, and then Eckler this year I mean or last year as well he got just under 6,000 yards and still got 400 yards receiving he's a threat so I think in my my opinion Gordon not being there is it's manageable for LA but you said just under 6,000 I think you meant on just under 6, 600 oh yeah 600 I was like Jesus Christ did I say 6,000 you did 
Holy shit. You're good. That'd be a hell of a year. All right. But, I mean, that's really all I got for them. I mean, there's really yeah. not much more we can say. You know, we don't know what's going on right. in their heads. It's just they want more I, money. And it's a matter of the franchises are given to. I think the one less likely to play is probably Gord. Yeah. I hear um, you. I, I mean, just because if I was L.A., like, why waste the money when you got two well, kind in of L.A., end? in their history and, you know, even back to the San Diego days, they've been a pretty stubborn franchise right. when it comes to true. paying guys. That is true. I mean, it's hard to deny that Gordon's been one of the better running backs in the league the last couple of years, especially of looking at last year. Oh, yeah. But I mean, he's got some injury issues, too, but I don't know. a good-ass running back. All right. What do you say we transition to go college? You want to go a little college? I think uh, there's not much to say about college other than this first week, so that's exciting. We get to watch some real football before uh, before the preseason ends for NFL. But yeah. there's a couple games that were kind of on my radar and your radar, right? Yep. Um, I'll go through mine real quick. Um, and just a few names to look out for. Um, you know, guys that were all right last year or great, you know. I'm going to start with the Georgia Tech-Clemson game. Um, obviously, I'm going to take Clemson as my big-time winner. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be very difficult there. But not only do I want you people to look out for Trevor Lawrence, obviously, at quarterback, but Travis Etienne, you know, the running back out of Clemson. He, he did all right last year. Um, I think he has a pretty breakout year as a FBS running back. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I think I, I'm in agreement with you there. I'm just overall the reason I marked that game, I had that one listed too, is I'm excited to see Trevor Lawrence again and starting this year. Uh, Clemson overall, though, the two things I'm interested out of them is like you said, the running back, and I'm also interested to see what they do at D line because they lost their entire yeah, D line since they lost last the Power year. Rangers. So yeah, I'm curious to see what happens this year. I mean, Dabo came out uh, was it yesterday or the day before and said, look. Uh, I'm not too worried about it. I'm not even sure who's gonna play. Like he, he straight up said, if they're a minute to my minute late to my team meeting, I don't care if it's Trevor Lawrence or not. They're not playing that day, so it really depends on them. Like Dabo is one of my favorite coaches in the, uh, uh, college football, and oh, yeah. I think easily taking Clemson in that with 36 points, okay. easily. Fair enough. I'm gonna scooch down. Next game I'm gonna look for is uh, Tulsa at MSU, Michigan yeah. State. Now Brian Lewerke, he hasn't been much. You know, I'm gonna definitely say that. Um, what's his name? Who was in state before him? Counter uh, Cook. Counter Cook. I definitely think he was a way better quarterback um, in the FBS. Yeah. Brian Lewerke's not a bad guy. He's made some great plays. For sure. Another name to look out for you is a one local here. Actually went to a local high school, Wadlake Western. Cody White really? going into year two year one as a freshman did some pretty ridiculous things yeah. you know you didn't expect knowing him personally right. I would not have expected that out of him going into the you know the next D1 level football in college and do as well as he did playing the teams they played it's not like they played small teams you know we're talking you know Michigan and Ohio State and right. just you know Northwestern it was Wisconsin sure. I mean man and the dude took off and he's only got more to prove yeah I definitely. think he has an even better season this year yeah, I think uh, the the reason I had that game, I mean, it's no surprise he's going to be winning that game. I'm just more interested in see if the offense can be a little bit more protective compared to or productive compared to last year uh, with their new OC. Um, it's going to be an interesting one. I don't really have much to say other than that it's Michigan State, so I, I was watching for that. So uh, I'm not a big fan of the spread on that. They have it 22 and a half in uh, Michigan State's favor. The only reason I don't believe in that is because D'Antonio is not big on blowing out teams. He never does. Once he has the lead, he holds on to it. He's not like Harbaugh where he'll just keep pounding the ball and keep just making him want to leave. So that's a, that's about it I have for that game. So let's look at Saturday. We got uh, Middle Tennessee at U of M. Again, another game where it's not much of a competition, but there are some things to look forward to, and obviously it's Michigan football. So 
Uh, what do you got on that? Um, I actually just read something today that they plan on starting Dylan McCaffrey that game. Really? Yes, I did. Um, sharing workload. No, I'm for what I know. I they he is starting. He may not play the whole game, but I did read something that Dylan McCaffrey they plan on starting him against Middle Tennessee. I'm I'm interested, man. Is that I mean. I look at his name and I look at the pedigree for that family and if he can be as good as his brother or as good as his dad, hey, there you go. Or even an in-between. Hell, yeah, if he can even get close to his older brother, I'd I'd be all about it. Some more names for you. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, you know, a guy who's been pretty up and down for the Wolverines the last two seasons. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's a guy to look out for. You know, he was ranked the number one receiver going into his uh, commitment. Yeah. He didn't do too much significant, you know. He had no no significant uh, stick out things, but um, the thing that the thing that throws me off the most is they're still not very sure on what they're doing with their halfback situation. Yeah. You know, I like Chris Evans. I think he's going to be their number one guy, um, who, who was behind Higdon last year, um, and the year before that. But I think, I mean, I think Chris Chris Evans should be their number yeah, one should, guy. Yeah. I don't be. know too much about uh, the other backs there. Yeah, I, I think the other wide receiver I'm interested in seeing is uh, Tariq Black. I think if yeah. he comes back healthy and plays, I mean, he's a he's a good wide receiver. If he can be healthy this year, I think he could put up a lot of points. I'm interested in seeing Dylan McCaffrey and Shea Patterson. Hopefully he's as good as people expected when he came in. But, I mean, overall, I, their defense should dominate like they have been the last few years. They're going to win this game. If they don't, then we get another Appalachian State situation on our hands, and it's a board mission for U of M fans. But yeah, and for what I, I know... I, yeah, yeah, I'd take them 34-point favorites. Yeah, for what I know, Tennessee. U of M is supposed to be, I believe, ranked 7th this year seventh. in yep. FBS. Yep. Um, I actually have a screenshot of here I took of a ESPN releasing their AP Top 10 real quick. Yeah, they are yep. number 7 yep. right behind LSU. Yep. So, I mean, should be an interesting season like you did. I did forget about Tariq Black. Um, he showed a lot of promise when he did play You know, yeah, a few I like games. Tariq. I like him a lot. I think it'd be good, but uh, I mean, like I said, the easy winner there. That's just to mention them because you know Michigan. Uh, outside of that, you got a top twenty-five matchup this weekend between Oregon and Auburn. Um, I think this is easily the best matchup of the weekend. Uh, it, it, we get to see if Herbert's legit. They're saying they're going as far as saying he could be a Heisman winner. They're saying first overall pick. I, I just want to see this guy. I didn't pay attention to him much last year. Um, I know my dad feels pretty pretty good about him. So I'm curious to see him play. Um, I'm also curious to see this true freshman coming out of uh, uh, Auburn and Bo Nix. I don't know much about the guy other than that this is his first year playing. So I'm, I'm really curious to see the two play, but I think Auburn wins that one at home. So. Yeah, I mean, I hear you. Um, it is going to be very uh, probably the most entertaining game this yeah. weekend because um, you know you look at the other games, not too much of a competition. Right. You know, you yeah, got a no, good team and a pretty, pretty low team. So, um, yeah, I'm very excited to see what Justin Herbert has to offer. You know, I've heard so much about him this off season. Um, didn't really know too much about him last season. I you know I heard his name every once in a while, but no sig- nothing significant. But yeah, this this Bo Nix guy in Auburn. I mean. I know nothing. Yeah. I haven't I even mean, heard the guy's I, name before today. Like I so. said, I know he's a true freshman. I'm, I'm curious to see how he does. They, right. they named him starter. They believe in him full uh, wholeheartedly. So I'm, I'm curious to see what he does. Like I said, uh, to round off the weekend, Sunday, uh, the only thing I want to mention real quick is I'm excited to see uh, Jalen Hurts take the reins at uh, Oklahoma. I, I, I think... I mean, look at the last two years. Look at the two quarterbacks that came out of Oklahoma. you got Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. Now, Jalen Hurts has been to a national championship 
he's been to a lot of successful things. Now, the fact that he transferred from Alabama and said, fuck this, I'm going to Oklahoma, that's that's interesting to me. So I want to see if he can stick with that high-powered pack, or uh, I'm sorry, Big 12 offense that Oklahoma generally runs. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, the thing that interests me the most is, yes, he was you know, he was a pretty damn good quarterback when he was in uh, Alabama. Yeah. But with Tua taking over and being so consistent, he didn't really get much of a spotlight. People forgot his name. Right. You know, I think him transferring to Oklahoma was the smartest thing he could have done. Yeah. You know, he went to a program that already has, you know, stuff to build with. Right. You know, you're not looking at a program that doesn't really have much. Right. You know, and I think he's going to prove it this year. I think, yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, he's my prediction for the Heisman winner. You think so? Jalen Hurts. I, I, I think he just, I, I think don't, he does it. I, I'm not going to disagree. I think I could see that happening. Uh, the only thing that's a little bit more interesting about that is like the, the Big 12 defenses are weaker. Uh, I just the one thing that worries me is Jalen Hearns to me in my opinion from watching him all those those couple years he was there at Alabama uh, he always seemed like a conservative quarterback and I feel like Oklahoma's kind of had risk takers the last couple years so I'm curious to see if they slow down the offense for him or if he can kind of step up his pace and make those risks or take those risks that Tua otherwise took at Alabama that might have lost him that starting position there yeah, me too. I think Oklahoma's going to be a really good team this year. I mean, they already have them in the four uh, four spot this year, so that's cur- or that's interesting. Um, other than that, the the only other game I have noted is on Monday. I got Notre Dame at Louisville. I'm just excited to see uh, Louisville with a new coach and Scott Satterfield from uh, uh, he came from Appalachian State, so that'll be interesting. And then, uh, you know, I want to see better accuracy out of Juwan Pass, so that'll be interesting as well. Yeah, no, I mean, I totally agree. I'm excited to see what uh, Louisville's new coaching staff does with returning QB Jawan Pass. But um, other than that, folks, that's just going to about wrap it up for the podcast today, episode one. Make sure you guys check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Our Instagram is at Pod, and our Twitter is at Pod. Other than that, I just want to thank our sponsor one more time on the Dunes for allowing us to use the space and making this happen. We'll see you guys next time. Box score out. Pussy in my back seat.